Welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert, and today you're listening to Talk Therapy, a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. Be sure you tune in on Wednesdays for special guest interviews. I'm excited because we are starting the Friendship Series. And, you know, each month I pray and I ask the Lord, what would you like us to do on Real Talk with Rachel this month? And this idea of a friendship series has been kind of mulling around in my heart for a while now. So with November comes Thanksgiving, but we also see Friendsgiving. And this is a cute little thing that sometimes friends will do. They will host kind of like a Thanksgiving type of meal with their friends. It's a super fun, cute thing to do. Here's my question though. What happens when that time of year rolls around and you don't have any friends to get together with? Or maybe you used to have friends that you got together with, or maybe you are getting together with friends and there's some weirdness happening in those friendships right now. Here's the bottom line. Friendships are hard. And I'm just going to tell you, friends over the years, it's been a pain point for me. I have some awesome friends now, but man, I've, I've gone through some things. I've seen some stuff and I've done things wrong myself. I've made mistakes. I've been a bad friend and I've grown in this area, but the Lord is saying there's more growing to do. And I know that there's so many of you listening right now that you have a very deep heart's desire to have and be a good friend. But see, these things don't just happen overnight and they don't happen on accident. We have to be intentional. So that's what we're doing in this series. We're going to talk about some different things. Some are going to be maybe a little fun. Others, we might step on some toes and we're going to talk about some different things that we kind of do in friendships that tear them down without us even realizing it. But I want to just even read to you this verse from Proverbs 18, 24. This is the message version. It says, friends come and friends go, but a true friend sticks by you like family. And maybe you're like me. You can relate to this. Yeah, I've had a lot of friends come and I've had a lot of friends go. But I want us to really focus in on that true friend sticking by you like family, because I so much sense in my spirit, and I just know that there are some of you listening here, you're going, I've never experienced that. And maybe for you, this verse doesn't even resonate because you're like, yeah, not even my family sticks by me. That's okay. It's the, you know, the symbol of it, of that true friend. So here's what we're going to do. This is the counselor in me. I wanted to start with a different topic, but the Lord said, no, I need you to put that topic for next week. Spoiler alert, next week is on gossip. Don't miss it. Don't skip it. We all need it, okay? But the Lord asked me to start with this first. I want you, and I did this before I hit record. It was actually pretty powerful. So I love whenever I try things on myself first and then I come share them with you. I want you to draw a friend timeline of your life. If you haven't noticed by now, I love timelines. I used a timeline in my book, Image Restored. I have you do a body image timeline in there. I've heard so much feedback when I, from readers and from people who've heard me speak that they love when we do this timeline. 
because timelines are so powerful in giving us a big picture view. Sometimes we get lost in the weeds and we're constantly trying to fix the weeds and, and sort out like the, the what's right in front of our face. And we don't step back and get a big overarching view. So timelines can be very, very powerful. I'm not going to go into a whole message on why time, I love timelines more than what I just said. But here's what I want you to do. And I understand many of you are driving or washing dishes or something, so you can't stop and draw this out right now. And that's okay. I do want to encourage you when you have a moment to stop and draw it out. But for now, if you're in a position where you're going, I can't do that, just bring to mind some friendships from over your life, okay? And so here's what I did. I got out a piece of paper. I did, just drew the best straight line I could. And I just started writing names of friendships from as early as kindergarten up to all the way where I am now. And I'm not talking about acquaintances, okay? Don't put acquaintances on here. I think this word friend really has gotten watered down over the years, especially when social media came on the scene because guess what? You send a friend request and all of a sudden, oh, we're friends. All right, just so you know, being a social media friend with somebody is not included in being a friend. Now, of course, if you started as friends that way and then that friendship developed and you actually got together in real life or you actually, you know, talked more than just messenger, absolutely, those can become good friends. But I am drawing the line for us on this series and saying somebody who you're friends with on Facebook probably doesn't deserve a spot on your timeline, all right? And so I want you to write out those people. All right, then we're going to look at themes. And again, on mine, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at my own sheet. I actually had to draw two lines because I've had a lot of friends in my life. And I actually went through and I circled the friendships in my life that have been healthy. Meaning, of course, we made mistakes. We hurt each other. There's no such thing as a friendship where you don't. In fact, that's where you grow and you iron sharpens iron. But I circled the ones that were healthy, that were God-centered, that were really just life-giving in both directions. It wasn't just only one person taking and, and all the things. I circled those. And then there were several on my timeline that were very unhealthy. But I also went through, and on those, I wrote down what made it unhealthy, all right, so even for example, th there was just one more confirmation to me this morning. Um, the Holy Spirit, I love how he speaks to me. I'm going to read to you something. So I love prayer journals and love journaling in general, but I especially love it when I can look back and read something I wrote. And I found this prayer journal this morning from several years ago where I had wrote this prayer and I, I'm not going to read you the whole prayer, but I put this. I said, Lord, please forgive me for losing my way and falling into temptation. I so desperately crave community and friendship that I'm willing to lower my standards to be in one. And then I went on to say some more things, but I loved, I mean, the Holy Spirit was just confirming, yes, Rachel, I'm asking you to talk about friendship this month because I've been praying. I'm like, Lord, are you sure that's what we want to do? And when I read that this morning, it reminded me, like I said, that was from several years ago. And that was a particular friendship where an unhealthy trait in that friendship was I had to lower my convictions on things in order to be in friendship with this person. Okay. 
And that wasn't healthy. It was, you know, they would only accept me if I was willing to do the things they wanted to do, even though those things made me feel uncomfortable. And so as you look at this friendship timeline, and again, if you're not able to draw right now, even if just one person comes to mind from your past that maybe wasn't the the healthiest of friendship, start to look at themes. Because I notice with myself almost all of the unhealthy themes from earlier, much earlier years, as I've, as I've gotten older, this is not a continual theme with me, but I am. I will tell you how this earlier theme in my life can still show up now, and hopefully it can help you connect some dots for you. When I was much younger, and when I say much younger, you know, early childhood, even into teens, and some even into like 20s and stuff, I, a theme was that these friendships I would enter into a relationship with people who it was their feelings, their thoughts, what they wanted to do is what mattered. And if I did try to voice my opinion, or if I did try to have any kind of voice, really, then they would pull away from me as a friend. So what would I do? I would silence my own opinions, my own thoughts, in order to enter back into this unhealthy friendship. And we're not going to dissect into why I was that way and all the things. Um, maybe another time, another day, but uh, this is your session. But I just wanted to share that with you so that you can start to see that most of us do tend to have some kind of themes when it comes to relationship. And what happened for me personally was as I got healthier as an individual, those types of friendships started to fall away because I wasn't willing to continue to you know, lower my convictions, lower my character in order to be in friendship with some different types of people. And let me just say this, though. While that might sound so sweet and so, yay, you know, getting healthier, it's always good to get healthier, right? It's also really lonely to get healthier. I just want you to know that if you are someone who's listening right now that you're going, man, I've been doing some work. Maybe you've been going to counseling. Maybe you are, you know, reading books, listening to podcasts like you are right now. And really, more important above all those things, you've been letting the Lord convict you of some sin in your life. You've been letting the Lord direct your steps instead of letting other people direct your steps. It's lonely to go there. You will lose friends when you start to do things a little differently. When you get healthier, it is possible. I'm not going to say you always will, but it is possible to lose some friends. And sometimes that's a good thing, right? Other times, that's where that friend that sticks by you through no matter what, they come alongside and they go, oh, wow, actually, I see this change is happening in you. I want to join you on that change, right? Like that's that's a good friend when your change doesn't threaten them. It doesn't make them want to pull you back down. It instead inspires them. That's when you know you have a good friend and you're sharpening each other. So that's really the theme for today's episode is that I want to just lay the ground work here and the foundation, if you will, for this series by asking you, to be mindful of, and even, like I said, draw that timeline of the friendships in your life. Look at the healthy ones. Notice what was good about them and what is. Hopefully some of those healthy ones are still in your life. I know for me, I had several healthy relationships that those people aren't still in my life, but not because of you know any kind of falling out, but it just was a matter of we live in different states and we've had kids and things like that, right? But 
I want to ask you a few questions then from this. Uh, after you've drawn that timeline or have something in your head, I want you to first ask or answer this. What themes did you notice in your friendships? Just look for themes. And then here's the big one. Here's where I want to end. Who do you need to forgive? I had a few people on my timeline that the Lord said, Rachel, you have to forgive them. Because, my friends, I'm just going to tell you that in order to move into any kind of new friendship or even to deepen existing friendships, it will require us to forgive some past hurtful things that have been done to us, said about us, maybe some friendships that ended abruptly and you don't know why. I've experienced that. That is so painful. It really is so painful. And can I encourage you, if that's you and you're looking back at this this list of friends and you're going, man, I have some people I need to forgive. And then there's maybe some confusion around things. Get some closure. You can get some closure by, of course, you know, you know, I always recommend seeing a counselor if you don't have one, because I'm not your counselor. I'm just here as your your friendly podcast host in this position. But go see a counselor or um, talk to a trusted friend and not in a form of gossip. We're actually going to talk about that on next week's episode. Uh, talk to a trusted friend maybe about, hey, I've had some past hurt and this is what's coming up for me. That can be really powerful. Talk to a pastor. Of course, talk to the Lord. Journal about it. And here's what I want to challenge you on for this week. All right, we're going to do kind of a friendship challenge each week. Forgive whoever God asks you to release, right? Bless them. So pray over them. That's what that looks like. Like not, you know, necessarily in person, especially if they're not in your life anymore, but just pray a blessing over them. And then you could even do these kinds of, these are nice little therapeutic activities you can do on your own. Uh, you could consider writing them a letter, but not mailing it, okay? Don't mail it unless you just really feel led to, but that's between you and the Lord and hopefully you and your counselor. But write them a letter of like, man, all the things that you just want enclosure on, but don't don't mail it. And then you can take that one step further. There's a technique called the empty chair technique that sometimes is used in counseling, and you can take that letter that you wrote and read it to an empty chair, right? Like they're sitting there, like you're getting to have that conversation with them. And then when you're done, you can shred it or burn it or whatever you'd like to do. But those are just a few ideas of ways to release those past friendships. Because here's how we know that there's something we need to release, something we need to forgive. Obviously, the Holy Spirit will show you. But if somebody men mentions that person's name, I know for me, there was one individual, this was from decades ago, actually, that when I wrote the name on my paper, I immediately felt like, ugh, like that little, you know how like somebody kind of sucker punches you to the gut? Like I kind of like, ugh, even just that name, writing it out made me like, ugh. And I realized, oop, there's one, need to deal with that one, right? And so you know, and the Holy Spirit in you will show you, you need to forgive that person, doesn't make what they did right, especially if they hurt you or said, spoke idle words over you or whatever it might be, um, but forgive them. And then also consider you might need to forgive yourself. That was something else I had to do because as I looked at some of these friendships on my timeline here, I realized, you know what, Lord, some of these friendships ended because of me. <laughs> some of them, that was, that was on me. I was not intentional to continue to, to be a friend to them, to reach out to them. And for me personally, the Lord has shown me um, on a few of them, hey, reach out, reach out to them. 
tell them you're sorry. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean you're rekindling that friendship, but just releasing. And sometimes he doesn't even ask us to reach out. But again, we forgive ourselves and go, you know what? I did the best I could at that time of my life. Was it the best choice overall? No, probably not. (laughs) But I didn't know that then. And I know it now. So I forgive that younger version of myself that was immature, that didn't always value friendships, that didn't make time and space for people. And instead I say, okay, we're doing things differently now. We're, we're not going to continue to be that same person that I was five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever it may be, okay? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for every single person who's sitting under the sound of my voice. Thank you for friendship. It was your idea. In fact, Lord, you call us your friend too. So thank you that we're your friend first and foremost. And Lord, I just pray that even as the listeners think through their friends this week, past friends, current friends, um, friends they'd like to have in their lives, you show them things that are still kind of wedged in their heart that you'd like them to release. Show us who we need to forgive, even if it's ourself, Lord, for ways we've been in the past and things we've done or not done. I pray for fruitful friendships. We ask all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, I'm excited about this series. We're just getting started. Um, The resource I wanted to tell you about today is that in my book, Image Restored, the very last counselor cornerstone activity is called the Community Wheel. So if you own the book, I suggest you use that activity throughout this friendship series. It will totally apply. And if you don't have the book, you can go to imagerestoredbook.com, learn more, buy a copy. It's also sold on Amazon and all the other online places. And then one more little side note here. If you aren't yet subscribed to my email newsletter, do that because this month, we're emailing a PDF download of that community will to the community. Go to rachelgilbert.com, click the freebies tab, and subscribe to the community there. Well, that concludes today's talk therapy episode. I will see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.